Okay, y'all, so what's up? Now, listen, y'all really pulled it on Miss Facebook dragging me because I haven't posted an episode since May. And that's fine. But you would have never known that if I hadn't said anything about not having no listen. But that's neither here nor there. I appreciate you pulling up and listening now. Y'all know I just be liking to talk my little shit or whatever. But um, I'm actually glad we got that kind of engagement because... I was wondering how I was going to start it back up and what I should talk about and things like that. And to be honest, y'all giving me a lot of motivation and a lot of, you know, tweaks and things I could do, which is what I've been asking for in the first place. So I appreciate that from John. Second, don't try me. <laughs> if I'm yelling at you for not helping me out, don't turn it on me and tell me what I didn't do. OK, that that's not what we're here for. All right. But again, I appreciate y'all listening. And so basically how this is going to go now is I'm going to probably release uh, one episode a week because I do have a lot of other things going on. I am a travel consultant still, you know, though the travel industry ain't hitting as much as it was. Y'all better believe that everybody sitting in the house right now is fiending to go somewhere. So, yeah, you know, it's cute to sit back and enjoy Miss Quarantine or whatever. But June 2021 nobody's going to be home. I'm telling you, at all. So, you know, while I'm still being a travel consultant, I also have my own cleaning business. And I don't publicize that very much, but um, it's a little taxing. I've become to the point of my business where it's like I don't have to go out and clean. So it's just a lot. And a passion of mine is podcasting and videos and things like that. So as I've been in the house, just having a little bit more time and tightening up my business, securing more streams of income. I'm like, hmm, what am I lacking in? So yeah, this is what it's going to be. Thank you for coming through the Red Talks. And this episode is going to be basically a lot of random things. Listen, stick with me and we'll get to, you know, my niche and we'll get to figure out what I can talk about and where, what is my actual What's my topics and stuff like that? But right now, everybody that knows me, y'all know I'm random as hell. Y'all know I just be running all over the place. And you know I'm a chatty Cathy, especially when I'm (laughs) blowing it down. So, yeah, um, stick with me and let's just rock out and see how this works. So, again, I can't say it enough. I appreciate your support. So, I got my homegirl Lala here. And we just be out here just chopping it up, pandemic or not, you know, every now and then. You just want to chop it up about shit that's been going on. I fuck with her because she's one of my friends that we don't have to talk every day. We ain't even got to talk every month. But when we do link back up, it's a vibe. So. We literally, not to cut you off, we literally talked about you today. Like, way before I called you. Like, way before I called you. And way before I even saw you on Facebook today. And I said, we were talking about how petty uh, Georgia is on the marijuana laws. Child, yes. Compared to, like, how they are up here. Like, they're more laxed up here. And I I was talking about how, like, back in the day, we had to look over our shoulders. About everything. About everything up here. But now it's more free. Like, the cops don't bother us as long as we And that's crazy. Up north, they not even bothering nobody about no weed, child. And Baby, I feel, but I, I don't, still cannot believe to this day that you got locked up over going through a checkpoint. Going through a checkpoint. So the thing was, I had a roach in the car. So let me explain this to y'all, right?
So I was living in Georgia a couple years ago. I want to say 2016, 17, maybe. And um, I was going, you know, have a nice little weekend or whatever with your family, your peoples and shit. So I was on my way home, and I think I had just finished smoking outside of the car or whatever happened. So I had left a roach in there. Baby, Miss Checkpoint, I thought I was going around. Miss Checkpoint said, boop, boop. I went through a road. This was, hey, how you doing? Also uh, said, it smells like marijuana. I said, where? See, see. I said, where, day. sir? He was like, could you pull over? I said, mm, pulled over, immediately called my father. Like, hey, you might as well come like, get this shit. Is, first of all, what did you initially pull me over for? Right. That's what I well, I was going what through is, a checkpoint. It oh, was a oh, checkpoint, okay, so you. you ain't got no choice. You know what I'm saying? But... But shit, but I mean, I mean, the weed laws is getting a little bit. I'm sure you was frightened as a black man in this country, you know, and and the cyrus probably affected you in some kind of way. Gave you know, it gave me some PTSD, girl. I just don't know what to do these days. You know, that's why I gotta keep smoking to keep my P's, the T's, the S's, and the D's away. Okay. Yeah, and you probably froze up. See me, I you know I kind of probably would have finessed the situation, but like you know what, I let my auntie borrow my car earlier, and I had to kind of like curse her out for smoking in my car. You know I would have kind of finessed it in some kind of way. I mean I don't even have that in me no more to be quite honest. As I've gotten older and I'm further removed from New York and that environment, I really don't have that in me. Like I'm still gonna give you hood, but and I still have street smarts, but certain things like. Like what you're talking about, I really think I've, I may have lost it because it's like, all right, it is what it is. What are we going to do? Like, I'm really an end results person. I'm not a person that's like, okay, girl, well, let me figure how to. No, okay. What's. All right, bam. Right, right, that's right, it. right. We just want to deal with it right here. Right and then now, that's just going to be it. And I'll figure it out after the after whatever. But we was. Did you um, feel at any point at this, during that stop that you were in danger? Like, for real, for real? No, not at all. Or a roach and an ant. To be. To I mean, be, an ant. To be quite honest, I didn't feel um, any kind of way because I was high. So if you really I mean, want to be... viewers out there who don't know what an ant is, you know, is when you smoke the the, the weed, the, the blunt, all the way down or the... Pass the roach. To almost, to almost the fire. Okay? Pass so the roach, barely, baby. It's like not even resin left in the... In the in the paper. But I wanted to um, talk to you about this and get other people's, um, you know, um, opinions because... You're a lesbian. You identify as a uh, a lesbian female, correct? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's politically yeah. correct, and this is not the place to be politically uh, correct. So it's weird. It's weird because I I do consider myself a lesbian, but I also consider myself as non-binary. You know, I I just don't really like labels, but I feel like we live in a society where labels make people comfortable. So it's you know. I get that. I definitely get yeah. that. But you was yeah. talking about how. The lesbian community is dry. Now, let me tell you something. As it pertains to, like, the gays, I live for the lesbians. I don't know why. Well, I do, duh. I know why. But to me, personally, I feel like y'all have way more freedoms than us in everything y'all do. Y'all can wear what y'all want. Don't nobody give a fuck. Y'all can look like a boy, take down your titties, sew up your vagina, um, sew on a dildo to yourself. Nobody is even batting an eye at you. But let me well, have a wait. Not, let me have a little twitch okay, in my walk. Right. Let me have a little hey. Let me have something, and it it's it's a problem. So as a gay person, as a gay man looking at a fe- uh, lesbian female, I just honestly don't look at y'all as ever as really ever just being dry. You know what I'm saying? Like, and of course I'm looking from the outside 
end. So it just the lesbians I know they go up. You know what I'm saying? They always down for whatever, and they some dope ass lesbians. But you're giving my it. My thing is, I think that's a wide perception, especially in our within our own community. That you know, even though a lot of us lesbians, especially ones who are cis presenting like I am have certain privileges where gay guys and trans cannot don't have those same privileges I can walk in certain rooms where you know yeah you know trans girls trans guys you know gay guys bi, whoever just can't walk in so I'm very aware of that privilege however you know nobody really talks on the butch um, on the butch stud uh, spectrum and the discrimination that they face you know um, there's been plenty of times where I'm in the car with my wife and we got a cop in back of us because the cop thinks that she's a black male mm. and then once they find out she's a female then their whole attitude their whole demeanor changes and it, it's just you know and it, it's it's, it's I don't know. I, it's I sad as fuck. That's what it is. It's, it's sad. sad as fuck. It's sad. And I just want us above everything else to just try to understand each other more, especially within our own community. You know, we, we all face different kind of biases due to our um, our gender preferences or our sexuality. You know, there are people out there who get discriminated on who are not gay, not trans, not bi, who are straight as an arrow, but still get mistaken and misgendered and, you know, get put down as if they are, you right, know, and right. I think, you know, so I just, I don't know, people just need to be kinder to each other and just understand that we all don't walk the same path. Well, know? that's true, but if we really want to talk about it, let's start with how there's so many sub-communities in a community, and then it's like, damn. You can't disagree with one without everybody feeling like you dissing them. First of all, there's Black Lives Matter. There's black people. Bam. There you go. Then you got the LGBTQ community under that. Then you have Black Lives Matter. Then you say all trans lives matter. Then it's all gay lives matter. Then it's all black gay lives. Then it's all this type of life. Sweetie, let's have one fight at a time, okay? Like... You know that if you belong to a certain sub-community as the black people, and I can't talk about the trans community because I'm not trans, and that trans topic, when you're talking about trans and black people and black men, that's a very touchy subject, only because, to me, trans, trans females and trans, the trans community is dying by the hands of black men. So I, under, I, I understand their anger. I think their that's anger. why the movements are, cross, are intersecting, and very parallel to one another and very detrimental to it today you know while we're saying that one voice should be uplifted we're saying we're also saying well you know we should listen to this one voice and this one voice only because this is the only voice that matters right now we'll get to those other voices later my question is when is it ever the right time to talk about things right. that we deal with internally within our own black community community and when I say black I mean African American okay within our own community like it's like whenever you speak on that you know like oh no uh, we're we're only here you know because you know people see you as black you know uh, first and you know I get that I understand that but at the same token it's like in our own community our voices are silenced mm -hmm. and we're being murdered and people within our community are either condoning it 
are silent on it, are complacent in it, or they just don't care. But it all goes back to how people were being raised and all this other stuff, and that's why yeah, I don't. That's why I don't try to be. Movement together if we work together. That's, if we. I'm that's one of the, the people. Goal. I'm that's one of the, the people to show the world that all black lives matter, but we have to matter to ourselves too. But that that goes to what I was saying. How can you how can we sit here and want black lives to matter when we have all the infighting in ourselves anyway? You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I get that. But yeah, it's not about uh, um LGBTQ either. Can we talk about uh, um molestation within the family home? Child, can, can that is not a conversation. Any, baby, they can don't want to talk about, about all that. These things that affect our community that have been swept under the rug for so long. You know, it's very infuriating because it seemed like to me, you know, some parts of the black community don't see black gays as anything a part of anything that they have going on you know and that goes directly against what black lives matter if our if black lives matter then all of our lives should matter absolutely all of ours you know so it's you know it's it's a double-edged sword you know I, i i've always grown up loving myself loving being black you know um i was raised that way you know, but I also know that there's pride in who I am as a lesbian and part of the LGBTQ community, you know, and that there's a great responsibility to show visibility and show people that we're here. I'm not out part of some, you know, weird experiment from the white man. You know, I'm not some, you know, uh, uh, a mind-fucked, you know, uh, 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 just brainwashed individual who, you know, just went wayward from our community. No. So um, so how do you feel, so how do you feel um, as a, as identifying as a homosexual black person, right? As an African-American homosexual person, do you feel like you got to choose one or the other sometimes? Do you feel like you got to fight for your blackness first? Or do you got to fight for your gay yeah. gay rights first? Yeah, it goes back, yeah, it goes back to the point that I was saying earlier. Like, you know, whenever I feel like there's injustice within the black community. It's like, we're not supposed to discuss it. We're not supposed to talk about it because we're supposed to be, you know, defending our skin first. Like our skin comes first, you know? And I have been, I've had disparages as being a woman in this country, as being black, as being lesbian, you know, not being able to go in certain spaces, not being able to get the same opportunities as other people, you know, I've, I've dealt with all of that, being, you know, and it's crazy because when I was growing up, there were no gay people around me, you know, the only gay person I ever saw coming up as a kid was RuPaul, and, it, you know, we looked at RuPaul as an entertainer, like mm-hmm. all the other entertainers, they're, they, you know, my mom's like, oh, you know, they're, he's a part of Hollywood, you know, and growing up, I always heard, you know, the, the F word being thrown around and the D word being thrown around all the time. And, you know, gay people just being talked about in such bad ways. So it was difficult. And then I grew up Jehovah's Witness. So it was, it was very difficult for me to connect with anything that had anything to do with being gay. So, you know, I had a lot of, you know, hmm. I had a lot of identity issues growing up. And I think that that is also something that happens to a lot of people in the community. They have identity issues and don't really understand who they are until later on down the line in their life and when situations happen to them. But I think it's becoming way more 
well, I can't say it because I'm not a part of the community that's going through it, but I think it's becoming way more, just from what I see, easier for people who are dealing with certain things as far as sexuality to come out about it. You know, yeah. like, what? Just 20 years ago, it wasn't given this. You know what I'm saying? No. Like, no. like it, it wasn't giving everything that is given. And I just hope that there no longer has to be an um, argument or a conversation about human rights versus gay rights because gay rights yeah. are human rights. Are human rights. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And the last thing I want to say before the last thing I want to say before we end this segment is just the fact that like, ooh, I be trying to say stuff and not be sounding a certain way, girl. But all I'm gonna say, you know, the kids be coming. You know, Black Twitter be. Black Twitter and black whoever can come. They got that microscope, baby, and they're going to, you know, make sure that everything is in order. But you know me, baby. I don't really give a fuck, and I lay out the red carpet for anybody to come trot on my goddamn lawn. Just make sure your Jesus sandals are tied up and ready. But anyway, on on period. But my thing is just very much like, you know, the toxic masculinity as far as the black males are concerned. And, you know, yes, we all have our issues with the, with black, you know, cis people or straight people, but I think more of the hate comes from the black males only because when you talk about things, it's, you know, a level of insecurity or a level of that's gay, you know, so Uh they don't want to be seen by, you know, their woman, the woman that's supposed to hold them down as any kind of sensitive or whatever, but who knows, but I'm glad you, um, I want you to, if you got anything to say to the people, you know, if you got, just let them know. I'm, I appreciate you coming up here on my segment, baby. Yes, thank you for having me. I just want everybody out there to love each other and love yourselves and be kind to each other. And, you know, that's just about that. Drop your IG. Like, If you got to read a hoe, you got to read a hoe. And that's just one that. Drop it. What's your IG? Oh my God, I got so many of them. Oh okay, um, y'all could go on Stan Culture Hero. That's S T A N C U L T U R E H E R O. On IG. Yes. All right. Well, Lala, thank you for coming through and chatting with me. Um, and I hope that you'll come back and chat a little bit more, Miss Mama. I sure will, baby. I love you. Love you back. So I'm out and about or whatever, and I decided to pop on. Um, I was a little CNN app to see what's going on in the world. You know, try to be a little cultured. Um, so we see that Jeff Bezos, um, the Apple CEO Tim Cook, Mark Zuckerberg, and the Google CEO are all testifying before Congress. Didn't know this was happening. Wasn't sure what they were talking about. But just to know that they were going to be testifying was interesting to me because it's like all you hear about them is how much money they're making, how they, uh, well, especially Jeff Bezos, who was the richest person in the damn world, well, the richest man in the world, and it's the first time he ever testified against in front of Congress. I know that Mark did a time before, and probably Tim too, but whatever. Um, pretty much, they're, they're, ba- they're basically asking them about the antitrust, how they compete with their competitors, conglomeracy, monopoly, <clears throat> all this good stuff, right? So what I found interesting, the only part I really found interesting was the part when they were discussing, um, well, there was a congresswoman named Ms. J. Paul, maybe. I don't know. 
and she was very much giving Mark the business baby. She was like, hey, you guys clone apps, then go to the small business, and then force them into shutting down or partnering with you in order to do business. And let me tell y'all, that was interesting to me because I just got finished watching Fear City on Netflix. And baby, the mafia had their hand in everything. So, as you can see, we got these big, four big companies that are really the tech giants in our world. And they're monopolizing and killing the competition. And when I say killing it, I don't mean, oh, yeah, we sold a billion this year. And No, baby. They're looking at their products. I mean, but this has been happening in business forever, right? They're looking at their products, seeing how they can make it better, bringing it to them to tell them to partner with them, or you're out of here. I'm going to play a little clip from the um, the Congress, the congressional hearing, or whatever you guys want to call it, where Ms. J. Rapal was asking, her name is Ms. J. Rapal, and she was asking Mark Zuckerberg some questions. Did you ever use this very similar Facebook camera product to threaten Instagram's founder, Kevin Seistrom? Uh, Congresswoman, I'm, I'm not sure what you would mean by threaten. I think it was public that we were building a, a camera app at the, at the time. Um, that was a well-documented thing. Let me tell you that, Mr. in a chat, you told Mr. Seistrom that Facebook was, quote, developing our own photo strategy, so how we engage now will also determine how much we're partners versus competitors down the line. Instagram's founder seemed to think that was a threat. He confided, confided in an investor at the time that he feared you would go, he would, that you would go into, quote, destroy mode if he didn't sell Instagram to you. So, Baby, listen. Tell me that don't sound like the modern-day mafia hitting the kids. First of all, what I've heard about Mark Zuckerberg is that he's an asshole, as millions and billionaires are, right? So my friend, she's Hawaiian, and she tells me all about how his house is out there, and he's changing the land, and the people can't even, you know, enjoy their culture anymore. But besides the point, I thought that was a really dope-ass part of this um, interview, only because it's like... You get to see how they're getting so much bigger. You know, we all put our information on Facebook or other apps. And we just think, oh, yeah, it's a means of us communicating. But little do a lot of us know that, yes, filling out this application to put it in, that's data. We, you know, sometimes we hear about them stealing our information or stealing credit cards or something like that. Baby, it's way deeper than that. They can steal your data and then sell, sell things to you. And that might not seem like a lot because, oh, you know, you have your social security number and credit cards and that's more important. But when people can market to you and mold the way that uh, the market is working, that's detrimental as well. And that's how they become monopolies. I mean, is it wrong for them to really be sitting up here and answering these questions? No, I don't think so. But also, uh how much pull does the government really need to have and what the fuck is going on? Like, hey, girl, I saw what they was making. I stole their design. I put it out first. That's what happened. This is literally what happens in all the industries. The people do it all the time. People listen to podcasts and steal ideas and do it first. People 
go to dance studios and look at rehearsals and steal shit. So I honestly don't think that there was anything wrong with what he did, but threatening the Instagram people to sell to him, that was a lot, Mark. And you are nobody's gangster. You are as pale as the falling snow, sis. So I don't know who you got together to uh, threaten the girls, but it surely wouldn't have been me. But I guess we all got to watch out what we put on um, our our social media and, uh, you know, what we want to put out there. But people keep talking about TikTok as well. Oh, TikTok stealing your information. Baby, listen, if my information was going to get stolen, it would have been stolen by now. And at the end of the day, they've been stealing my information for years, since the beginning of the Internet. A lot of people that's probably going to listen to this wasn't even born when the Internet came into fruition. So you've your stuff is out there already like how much more can they steal what much more can you do to us besides steal our dna and put a chip in us or something like that that's crazy i did find it interesting that twitter wasn't here though twitter was nowhere to be found they only had google facebook um apple google facebook apple what's the other one amazon twitter baby Child, I don't know where y'all was at, but y'all the ones that definitely needed to be up there blocking people's tweets. And I mean, I fuck with Twitter. I ain't gonna front. I fuck with Twitter because hmm, you could go to Twitter any time of the day, baby. Anyway, anyway, but yeah, Twitter should have been there too. But um, I don't know. It's, I mean, doing things like what are they trying to do? Like, what are you? What law are you trying to put in place for them to stop doing this? And how will that affect us? And what we want to do with social media? I honestly think that social media is running everything now. Well, at least the journalistic side of the world. And um, there's nothing we could do about it. Like, it's already too far gone. So all you could really do is manage it. And trying to put laws in place to stop from... It's a whole confusing thing, which is why I don't really do politics. But I'm getting the gist of, hey, stop trying to monopolize on the economy. Pretty much. And how could you tell somebody... Like Jeff Bezos that. The richest man in the world. Y'all did it. Make sure my prime box come on time, sis. My order is out for delivery. So this is the end of my episode, right? And I wanted to say thank you for coming through and listening after I ran my big mouth. And that's only if you made it to the end because you know... A lot of people have very, very short attention spans, which is why I try to keep my segments at least five minutes apiece. Um, this episode had four, three or four segments, but the longest one was the conversation I had with my homegirl, Lala. Um, you know, deadass and all jokes aside, y'all have really been giving me a lot of feedback as it pertains to my podcast, my personality, things I should do, things I shouldn't do, and what your suggestions are. Of course, I'm not going to take them all, but I do listen to everything and I take bits and pieces if I can. Thank you. Like, it really means a lot to just have somebody engage with you and say, oh, hey, I listened or, hey, this part was dope or that part was dope. And a lot of y'all have done that. And all I ask is, you know, that you engage with me. That's about it. Whether you liked it or didn't, you know, I'm. if you know me, you know, I'm here for any kind of... <laughs> Any kind of response that you just got to know, you're going to get the same energy back. But outside of that, I think my mic is working well. I think the setup is dope. I 
Really just wanted to do this episode to see how everything will work out. And I think I got it down pat. So, you know, I am definitely going to stay consistent. I'm going to do these episodes every Wednesday. And they're going to be episodes about what has transpired since the last episode, I guess. You know, um, yes, I'll jump around random topics. But if you want me to stick to one, just let me know. And I hope y'all fuck with me. And um, that's it.